Hi, everybody. Welcome to Born on This Day. It's January 1st. I can't believe it. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We made it, Bill. We made it to January 1st. Can you believe it? Certainly did. (laughs) Well, I'm just going to start uh, by making it me (laughs) and about me. This is my sister's birthday. Oh, happy birthday. Rebecca Jane Barker, or known in the professional world as Becca Barker. Happy, happy five. birthday. Yeah. Party of five. Uh, yes. <laughs> party of five. Uh, as said by Mr. Christo, who, whose last name was not Christo. We found out at Christo's oh. all those years. But my sister, I hope my sister has a beautiful uh, New England style Greek salad, which of course is neither a salad nor Greek. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I just hope she's having a fantastic year because it's always... Wherever she is, it's always Happy New Year. Oh, yeah, Becca, happy birthday. <laughs> oh, yes. Yep, and I've already gotten all my text messages from my Greek friends wishing me a happy name day as well. So Happy name day, Bill. Thank you very much. This is the day when I'm supposed to give gifts to children around the world. And? Uh, uh, I'll get started soon. <laughs> <laughs> the gift is your voice on, on yes. this podcast. Oh, yes, that's right. <laughs> children of the world, be grateful. Yes. Well, whether you're having a very muted celebration, meeting, you know, you went to bed at 10 or, um, you know, a big old party, uh, although if you're listening in 2020, it probably wasn't that big, we hope. Uh, it is uh, one of the most celebrated holidays of the year. And of course, there's nothing religious around it. So unless, you know, unless you make it so, I suppose. Um, so celebrations always begin in the Pacific Ocean with Samoa celebrating the new year before the rest of the world. And the latest stroke of midnight will occur in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, not far from it, actually, near Baker Island, halfway between Hawaii and Australia. Um, Mm -hmm. Here are some New Year's traditions, just in case you um, never have partaked. You kiss at midnight the person you hope to be kissing the rest of the year. Is that what that is? Okay, cool. Uh, Okay, well, I've made that mistake. Uh, you make some noise, you ring a bell or whatever. In Holland, they actually toast the new year with spiced wine. Uh, they wassail in England, champagne in the U.S., Prosecco, uh, if you're us. Um, and um, people make resolutions. So do you have any New Year's resolutions this year, Bill? Um, I rarely do, actually. And uh, if 2020 taught us anything, it's that it doesn't matter what we plan to do. <laughs> it's true. It's very true. Yeah. Well, let's see if uh, if the if the stars have indicated the the type of person that uh, my sister is. Being a Capricorn born on January 1st, your personality is characterized by a charming and creative nature. She's certainly that. Although you are very hardworking, you greatly enjoy social settings. In your dealings, you are warm, you are witty, you're enthusiastic, which explains why you have so many close friends. Friends are extraordinarily important to my sister being social, and uh, she's definitely hardworking, and I wish her the best on this birthday and most days. I haven't met her, (laughs) but I wish her the best all the same. Yay. I mean, you've had Amanda Barker for a sister your whole life. You've obviously put in your dues. You know what I mean? Oh, Bill, <laughs> you have no idea. She, we have many, many photos of uh, us throughout the years. We were always in shows together. And she will tell you that she was Mickey and I was Minnie. She was uh, a pig and I was a cute rabbit. Oh, and there's wow. a picture of her sitting in a pig costume giving me an eye the most evil of evil eyes. You were that sister. Mm. Oh, I was baby yeah. June. A hundred percent. I was baby June. Well, she'll mm. get you back by becoming the world's greatest burlesque dancer. 
Any day now, Beck. Any day. Congratulations. <laughs> All right. Well, while we let her entertain us, uh, let's celebrate people who also have birthdays this uh, on this day, who are New Year's babies. Uh, first up, Frank Langella made his film debut as the man who threatens a bored marriage in 1970's Diary of a Mad Housewife. Then later in the decade, joined the ranks of actors who have played Dracula in the romantic 1979 version, co-starring Kate Milligan. His imposing demeanor and deep, commanding voice relegated him to roles as villains in his most popular films, including none other than Skeletor in Masters of the Universe. Plus, he appeared in the remake of And God Created Woman, Body of Evidence, Junior, the 1997 version of Lolita, and Superman Returns. In 2008, he played Richard Nixon in Ron Howard's Frost Nixon and was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Actor. More recently, he was on Kidding and appears in this year's The Trial of the Chicago 7. On stage, he has won four Tony Awards for Edward Albee's Seascape, Ivan Turgenev's Fortune's Fool, Florian Zeller's The Father, and the original stage version of Frost Nixon, which he performed a year before filming the movie version. He was born on this day in Bayonne, New Jersey in 1938. Danny Lloyd was selected to play Danny Torrance in the 1980 film adaptation of Stephen King's The Shining because of his remarkable ability to concentrate for long periods of time. He was just six years old, so he didn't know he was starring in a horror movie until many, many years later. He had no interest in an acting career. He appeared in one TV movie after the release of The Shining and growing up to become a science teacher and later a professor of biology at a community college. He returned to acting very briefly as a cameo appearance in the recent Shining sequel, Dr. Sleep. He was born on this day in Chicago, Illinois in 1973. And also, my niece looked exactly like him when she was about four years old, <laughs> had the same hair color and same haircut. And uh, to the point that I went and saw The Shining on in the movie theater, they did a reissue of it. And my friend Elva turned to me and said, doesn't that look like your niece? And I said, yes, we know. <laughs> and I have footage of me trying to get my niece to say red rum, red rum. And she just looks at me and goes, no. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, You're thank God. No, she's, you know what? I love her. She's never been a pushover since day one. You could never to get her. She never cared about being liked enough to do anything she didn't want to do, which I hope she holds on to for the rest of her life. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Colin Morgan is a Northern Irish film, television, theater, and radio actor who, are in, who attended Integrated College Dungannon before gaining a national diploma in performing arts from the Belfast Institute of Further and Higher Education in 2004. He appeared on the series Merlin from 2008 to 2012, was on the series The Fall with Gillian Anderson, and played Lord Alfred Douglas in Rupert Everett's The Happy Prince. Last year, he played journalist John Armstrong on season three of The Crown, while at the National Theatre, he appeared in Arthur Miller. All My Sons, and at the Globe played Ariel in The Tempest. He was born on this day in Armagh, Northern Ireland in 1986. Angori Rice is a young talent who showed herself to be a skilled performer worthy of older co-stars Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling in The Nice Guys. She then went on to appear in Sofia Coppola's The Beguiled and the two latest Spider-Man movies. She also appeared in the films Every Day, Jasper Jones, and an episode of Black Mirror. And she was born on this day in Australia in 2001. She's very talented. I hope we uh, Ooh, see more. I'm trying to, I'm, I, now I, need to, I always need to know. I really do love Black Mirror, so I need to know who she is. I can't remember who she played on that show, but I remember her from The Nice Guys. And she was like the breakout performance in that movie for me. 
Oh, she plays the um oh she's so good. She plays the girl um in the Miley Cyrus episode. She plays oh, the girl that's obsessed with uh it, it's such a great episode. Anyway, uh she's obsessed with um Miley Cyrus's anyway, Miley Cyrus is a pop star. That series from the beginning because I don't remember the ones I have seen and I know I haven't seen them all. So yeah i you know what i because i used to anyway and maybe i will in the future but used to travel so much Mm -hmm. and i do a lot of u.s trips which is inevitably always like an hour and a half flight black mirror is like the perfect thing because you need like an hour sort of you know most movies are a bit too long and you don't quite finish them so black mirror is kind of the perfect engrossing all-encompassing one hour of your life and uh uh, she's in a really, I think it was the first episode in series in the, in, in the fourth or fifth season. I forget okay. where they're at, but the last season anyway. Right. Stacey Martin made her film debut as the younger version of Charlotte Gainsbourg in Lars von Trier's Nymphomaniac. She played the lead in Redoutable, uh, the film about Godard in the 60s, and appeared in Ben Wheatley's High Rise and Ridley Scott's All the Money in the World. She was born on this day in Paris, France in 1991. Morris Chestnut made his film debut as Ricky in Boys in the Hood and played a Navy SEAL in G.I. Jane, playing romantic leads in The Inkwell, Two Can Play That Game, The Best Man, and The Perfect Holiday. He has appeared on episodes of the series V, American Horror Story, Nurse Jackie, and Goliath, and he was born in this day and on this day in Cerritos, California in 1969. Adele Aynel is fast becoming one of France's biggest stars, giving acclaimed performances in the films House of Tolerance and BPM Beats Per Minute, and The Unknown Girl by the Dardenne Brothers. One of her first films was Water Lilies by Celine Shiama, with whom she recently collaborated on the film that is making her a household name, Portrait of a Lady on Fire. They're also uh, a couple as well. She has won two César Awards and was born on this day in Paris in 1989. Although anyone who hasn't seen her films will know her from the clip of her storming out of the César Awards (laughs) last year when they announced Roman Polanski as best director and... uh, her her partner and director uh trailing behind her <laughs> oh wow yeah it was a very it was a viral video interesting well uh he was viral in his own way and in, in his short life in in so many ways and i did not mean that as a pun i actually did not uh Vern troyer became famous for playing mini me in the 1990 comedy hit austin powers the spy who shagged me taking him away from his usual gigs of putting on gorilla suits for movies like instinct and mighty joe young and performing as an actor in Bubble Boy, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stones, some episodes of Scrubs and Boston Public, and the third Austin Powers movie, Goldmember. In 2019, he appeared in the films Aliens, Clowns, and Geeks. His last film released a year after his death from alcohol poisoning at the age of 49. Uh, he was born on this day in Sturgis, Michigan in 1969. Yeah, he, he had a, a rough time of it, unfortunately. I can't imagine how he wouldn't. I mean, it's got to be hard to be a little person in this business. Um, I feel like stay hard, even when you're one of the few to be that successful is really tragic, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Sheila McCarthy was the star of one of the major Canadian art house hits of the 80s, I've Heard the Mermaid Singing, and went on to appear in the films Die Hard 2, Paradise, and Stepping Out with Liza Minnelli. She starred on the Free Willy television series on Emily of New Moon in 1998 and the film Rare Birds with William Hurt, then in 2007 was the lead on the hit series Little Mosque on the Prairie. And when the theaters reopen again... You can run into her like I often do when I go to see a play at the St. Lawrence Center. She was born on this day in Toronto, Ontario in 1956. 
I forgot she was in Rare Birds. I yeah. love that movie, and I love. I that do too. Movie. Yeah, she's wonderful. Yeah. I mean, she's wonderful. Yeah. And stepping out, I forgot about stepping out. I remember really renting is. that with my yeah. mother. Oh my goodness. Um. Yeah. Great book. If you need a book, Reco. Uh. It's it's been about twenty five years since I've read it, but uh, I remember really loving Rare Birds. Well, Carol Landis became one of the most glamorous Hollywood stars with her breakthrough roles in One Million BC and Topper Returns, having started in bit parts in nineteen thirty six and making films until her final role in Brass Monkey in nineteen forty eight. Critics usually ignored her acting talent in favor of focusing on her remarkable looks, which combined with rumors about her private sexual life gained her a negative reputation in Hollywood by the mid-40s. She returned from a USO tour in the Pacific very ill with amoebic dysentery, malaria, and near-fatal pneumonia, only to learn that the studio had canceled her contract. That was a bad year for her. Her career stalled and her latest marriage failing, combined with poor physical and mental health. Landis, unfortunately, took her life with a seconal overdose. Seconal? What's seconal? It's a barbiturate of some kind. It's a... Got it. Yeah, like a sleeping... Pill or yeah. whatever. Yeah. In 1948, at the age of just 29, she was born on this day in Fairchild, Wisconsin, in 1919. And if you ever have the chance to watch her in a movie, she was in very few that are worth remembering. Mm. But if you ever see her in anything, it really is remarkable how she had that Marilyn Monroe level glow. You know, where it's not just that they're mm. remarkably beautiful, but that the camera mm. turns them into like actual glowing goddesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Real tragedy. Sad. Dana Andrews was a movie star in the 40s, best remembered as the iconic returning war veteran in the best years of our lives, who wins medals on the battlefield and then has to go back to working as a soda jerk. He had trained as an opera singer, but rarely used his voice in films. In fact, when he starred in Rodgers and Hammerstein's State Fair in 1945, the studio dubbed his singing because they didn't know he could sing. Andrews says he didn't correct the error because he thought the singer dubbing him might need the money. He also starred in Otto Preminger's Laura and Daisy Kenyon with Joan Crawford, later appeared in The Last Tycoon and Airport 75 in the 70s, finishing his career in 1984 with the film Prince Jack. He retired and lived until 1992 when he died at the age of 83. He was born on this day in Covington County, Mississippi in 1909. Oh, that's so sweet that he... I know. That's very sweet. He, he apparently was a nice guy, and he was really cute in that really boy-next-door kind of way. So it's just a perfect combination. Well, perfect combination indeed was Charles Bickford, who was almost most famous for his films in the 40s, um, a character actor who earned three Academy Award nominations for his roles in The Song of Bernadette, The Farmer's Daughter, and Johnny Belinda. As a young man, he was tried for murder at the age of nine for shooting of uh, a driver who had run over his dog. (laughs) Can you blame him? He was acquitted growing up to work a number of jobs until his romance with a burlesque performer led him to being offered a job acting in her show, which then resulted in his acting career. He also starred in Brute Force and the Judy Garland version of A Star is Born and continuing to work until appearing on The Virginian from 1962 to 1968, his final episodes airing after his death in 1967 at the age of 76. He was born on this day in Cambridge, Massachusetts in 1891. What a way to get into the biz yeah that is quite a way but mm-hmm. it's a lot of people i think i mean burlesque was kind of the biz for a yeah. while you know and so. also um you know susan sarandon started acting because she accompanied her husband to his auditions and they so just did, said why don't um, you read too 
there's so many stories like that. Wasn't yeah. that Ryan Gosling as well? Oh, probably. Yeah, I think Mandy Gosling, um, she apparently went to audition with the Mickey Mouse Club and he was just right. there and yeah. they, they got him to audition. And so many stories uh, like that. It's amazing people stay siblings after a story like that. I know, it's true. I think Anna Paquin also accompanied her sister to an audition for the piano. It's also, those stories are better, but having been the one that has run so many auditions, usually they're both there to audition actually. right yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like, yeah it's like you wouldn't have had the guts to fully do it on your own but you're also glad to be there yeah, yeah. totally totally yeah frederick wiseman is one of the most respected documentary filmmakers in the history of cinema he earned a bachelor of arts from williams college in 1951 and a bachelor of laws from yale law school in 1954 beginning to film documentary in the early 60s while teaching law at the Boston University Institute of Law and Medicine. His first feature, The Cool World, was released in 1963, followed by Titicut Follies in 1967. His films are often described as in the observational mode, which has its roots in direct cinema, but Wiseman dislikes the term. In 2016, he received an, an, Academy, an honorary Academy Award for his career work. He was born on this day in Boston, Massachusetts in 1930. A lot of Bostonians born on yep. this day, including my sister, yep. um, who still uh, gets her accent from time to time because she was 16 uh, when we moved, or just about to turn 16 when we Aww. moved. So she's, she's in, in some ways, the most Bostonian of all of, all of us three Barker children. Uh, listen, I hope everybody has a wonderful January 1st. Uh, I hope my sister Becky has a great uh, birthday. And Bill, I hope you have a wonderful year ahead of you. I hope you do too, Amanda. And I hope all of our wonderful listeners who have been with us since uh, May also have a very, very, very happy new year. And thank you all for, um, for going on this ride with us. From your lips to God's ears, my friend. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. See you tomorrow. Mm-hmm.